0: Welcome to our first uh, live broadcast. Um, I'll be joining uh, Travis Dix shortly. He's the state manager of uh, NCI in Queensland. Um, uh, The theme of this morning is walking the perimeter. Or actually, I should say securing the perimeter. Um, There's a lot of military analogies going around at the moment about this uh, COVID uh, um, crisis that we have. And everyone's talking about World War II. I had a client a number of years ago introduce me to the term uh uh, secure the perimeter and what it means is um uh it's an order secure the perimeter is an order given to an encampment or an engagement i guess a battlefield engagement to um, protect the area from outside forces and to safeguard uh, those within Um, so, Hermes is certainly equipped to execute the order of or secure the perimeter. Uh, we've got great staff. We've also got a unique capital structure. Uh, Hermes was born in the aftermath of the last GFC. And when we, when we put our capital structure together, we looked at what worked and what failed um, in, 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 when there's an economic crisis. And we structured our funding accordingly. The so, the perimeter for a small business, I believe, is cash flow. And it's all about uh, preserving that cash flow. And I think that uh, you preserve your cash flow by firstly, making sure that you're making profitable sales, but secondly, making sure that you're on top of your collections. And on that note, I'm going to attempt to, you to add Travis Dix. Travis, I believe that I have you. So you're the, uh, the, the state manager of NCI uh, in, in Queensland and NCI, of course, are um, uh, 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 trade credit insurance brokers. Um, what I'd like to do is go through what my tips for uh, getting better collections and, and hopefully we'll get some good input from yourself. But just tell us what's going on in the insurance market at the moment. I, there was an article in the Fin Review yesterday about uh, QBE. What's, what's the latest?
1: Yes, well, uh, certainly uh, the, the market's changing on a week by week uh, basis at the moment. So, I mean, nci we have a u- unique business model that we look after about 75 percent or 70 percent of the total trade credit insurance market in australia so um the in terms of getting quotes certainly um the insurers are doing the right thing by trying to m- maintain as many credit limits for our customers uh, as well as at the moment the iqb is one of about six insurers in which we place business uh, through for the trade credit insurance market and at the moment because they've they've got a Probably about forty-five percent market share. They're probably having a good look at uh, risk, a lot of retail clients, and just basically seeing if there are certain um, certain certain customers which in the past they they thought okay, you know, we'll, we'll do the right thing and hold our large credit limits on. They're really looking for updated financials for some of these clients at the moment, so they are doing a big review. So this call for new financials, etc. That's something in the last sort of ten days. Yeah, actually, the the year financials was, was the review uh, was conducted on the weekend. Uh, funny enough, so they got their their, their analysts, all their analysts nationally uh, nationally at QB had gone through and. Um, got, had a, look at a, a whole heap of credit limits and they've basically done a review of about you know, three to five, four to 5,000 customers, just seeking some, uh, some more information. So whether whether that's <laughs> the NCI or this is the actual insurers? This is actually the insurer. So we've been able to help all our customers in actually looking at some of their, um, perhaps some of their higher risk customers or ones in which the insurers are a, a little bit nervous about. Just to say, hey, do you have some, you know, trade history? So trade history certainly helps with our customers. So yeah. we've actually had a, a number of successful reviews um, for our customers to to make sure that they're uh, getting the maximum amount of cover for the ex- exposures they uh, have out there. And of course, with, with trade credit insurance, we know that uh, you know the insurers are, are covering ninety percent indemnity on yeah. your uh, the receivables so certainly it's at, at the moment it, it's um it's becoming qb at the, uh, at the moment they're one of two insurers um qb and the bond and credit co they're two of six un- underwriters which are not taking any brand new quotes right now yeah. Um, yeah. i'm still getting emails as we speak of people of um people saying oh travis we try to get a quote from QB and they're just refusing the quote. I said they're not, uh, don't take it personally. It's only because they're doing it. They, they, they've got so many existing clients, they're just trying to make sure their existing book is all covered. They are writing
0: new cover. I'm just a little bit, so they are yeah. writing
1: new. Cover. The insurers are, yes, it's only, it's only QB and the bond and credit code that aren't taking on any brand right. new props. Right. So, when, so when we uh, start negotiating, once we have a, a little one page quick quote form filled in uh, from yourself or from your one of your clients, yeah. They uh, provide that to us. They usually give us a list of their top 10 customers and then we'll come back with, A, the most competitive rates and let them know, yes, we can... And we also do a bit of a health check on their top 10 of customers, which is really important uh, to do. You were
0: saying that the insurers are taking the position that this uh, COVID situation is not a force majeure, so it's not voiding any credit insurance policies.
1: No, they're, they're, they are doing the right thing, Um it, uh, I mean, certainly the trade credit insurance market's a little bit different to the general insurance market where they are forcing the the pandemic clause and um, for business interruption with a lot of policies. Unless unless you've got a a, a certainly a magical policy from Lloyds of London, which doesn't have any pandemic clauses, which I don't think there's too many, um, it is becoming a bit of a a major issue uh, with with general insurance. But at the moment in, in trade credit insurance, it's covering you for administration liquidation and uh, protracted default only. So yeah. not forcing any clauses in terms of, um, uh, and, and in that respect, that's probably why also QB is doing that review of 5,000 um, customers or the credit limits uh, yeah. at the moment, the number of clients. And some of the other insurers are probably doing reviews of 100 or 200, but probably because QB probably had 45% market share. So they, they had most to lose, I guess, as well.
0: I wanted to get to um, some of the tips that I have for, uh, for how small, small businesses can uh, stay on top of their collections. There's a lot of talk of, uh, of bailouts. You know, the government's bailing out people, you know, with your BAS returns and with this $130 billion wage relief thing. Uh, the, 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 the government's given a lot of support to the banks to bail the banks out so the banks can bail out small businesses. But uh, I think that what the people that shouldn't be doing the bailing out of small businesses. Small businesses shouldn't be being asked to bail out other small businesses or, God forbid, Big businesses, and you know, they everyone the small businesses should be expecting people to pay on time. Um, yeah. You know, they work very hard to, to deliver, you know, their goods or services to a certain quality, and they've got an expectation of getting paid. I've got a list of uh, a list of um, points here. Um, I guess the first one is uh, only sell the customers who can afford to pay on a timely basis and within payment terms. Um, now, because of the relationship we have with you, we're able to check on uh, payment histories. We've got our own database, uh, obviously, of uh, of customers. Someone we might be factoring, you know, the transport debtor for one client who's also a debtor for other client. We mm-hmm. we have to record. But um, any sort of anything to, to add to that? Only sell the customers who can afford to pay uh, within payment terms.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, I completely agree with that. I mean, uh, we, we we also um, uh, we we see the monthly ninety days end of month. Uh, reports on on a whole wide range of businesses. So not only do we have the credit insurance, we also have a monitoring service. So a lot of our clients, and perhaps can't get credit insurance at the moment because um, they they might have rang up today and it might be a five million dollar business who's just had two or three hundred thousand dollars worth of bad debt in the last twelve months. That's going to be a harder risk to place. The insurers are getting a little bit more picky, I guess, of, of which businesses they they can provide a new quote for. Like I mentioned, there's still there's still six insurers in the market, so there are four that are still writing cover. Um, certainly, um, we have other risk management products where we can actually just help monitor those, those, those clients because we are seeing everyone's 90 day end of month information because it's mandatory for nation nationally for every client to let let us know. So what you're saying is even though
0: cover may be difficult, I mean, it's, it is possible um, but certainly that service uh, you've got that's certainly open for business, and, and no problem with that. People can sign up for
1: Absolutely. that. Yeah, uh, 50% of all new quotes in the last uh, last week um, are, are getting uh, credit risk management um, facilities through us, so they can they can have access to all our database. They get the same monitoring as an insured client. Um, yeah. We can, we even have a radar product at $99 a month, which clients can come on for one month or 12, and we'll just yeah. monitor their top 100 clients. So if we hear of a court action or if we've got three clients who have just put them into into ninety days and said, said "Hey, they they they've got cash flow problems," that way, if it's a brand new, um, you know, aluminium, aluminium or timber supply, and they just rung up saying, "Oh, we need you know another hundred grand worth of materials," we can give them a notification. And say, "Hey, hang on, we've got three clients who have just said this." Oh, I was wondering why he just called me out of the blue. He hadn't spoke to me in four years, and tells me he's his, uh, I'm his best yeah. mate, and I want two hundred grand uh, pronto uh, on the, at this address. <laughs> so, yeah. I-
0: all right. So then, I've got to make sure your trading terms are mutually agreed and enforceable. Um, certainly, um, you know, if, if someone's unsure, if one of our clients is unsure of their trading terms, we're happy to run them past our solicitors. Um, obviously, you guys uh, are in the business of reviewing trading terms as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. We have, we have a number of barbs, but in-house. I guess solicitors are on our, on our panel, and we actually they can go through that. I think I think it's around seventeen hundred and fifty dollars, and they can we look at make, making sure they've got the right PPSR, the, the yeah. right privacy act um yeah. changes um on there as certainly well certainly
0: in this time i'm sure lots of invoices are going to go missing and lots of excuses and and uh people thinking that well, what wasn't agreed which brings me to my next point is to ensure that uh, delivery evidence now you've got delivery evidence and a paper trail so uh, i think that the paper trail that locks everything up obviously purchase order invoice delivery evidence and obviously those payment terms then it makes it very uh, it's a lot easier to enforce those collections Mm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess because one of the things I always say to people about credit insurance is, as you said earlier, you're insuring against insolvency, you're not
1: insuring against um, disputes. Exactly right. Yeah, so disputes always have to be, I mean, there is going to be a bona fide dispute here and there. Some people will argue the dispute is they just don't want to pay, but certainly in that regard, it needs to go to a collection and court action. And a lot of the insurers actually have a, a collection uh, clause and and, and um, free legals uh, up to say ten thousand dollars if you're um, uh, which is fantastic for for clients which they they are getting a bit of a a bit of a pickle and they're arguing about this and that and you and they say well actually Travis, my, my, there was no sign off here. The delivery docket says this. They had. 14 days to, to, to question the invoice, now that they, they don't want to pay the $50,000 owed, we would, we would actually help um, through our collection pro- process and um, and help recover that and certainly get that, that court judgment in their favor. And then the insurer will just pay straight off that court judgment.
0: My next point here is police your payment terms. Again, you know, you work hard to deliver a good or product. You, you know, you've got to get paid, particularly in this environment. There's the old saying, I'm sure that you guys say it all the time, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. Um,
1: mm.
0: I think that's probably more so than 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 ever
1: before, mm. and also making sure you're uh you're you have got the correct legal entity on your documentation. It's uh it's it's quite amazing. Yeah. A, we have, we've had clients who have uh, have invoiced the trust or they've had a, a especially in the building construction industry or grain. They go, oh, we, we, I prefer you to send this hundred grand invoice to the, the the trust account, and they say, oh, oh, yeah, no problems, Pam, I'll I'll look after that. And then come, push comes uh you know to shove and it goes to a legal situation, the the lawyers just go, mate, you've invoiced a trust. A, a trust is not a legal entity, it's a floating cloud. Yeah. The ACN number was the name linked to it with the proprietary limited. That's the one you should have invoiced. Usually the lawyer won't even take the case on, they'll just charge the, the hourly rate and away you but go. You gotta get the debtor's name correct as well, not not, not only your own on the invoicing. So so that's mm. the, that's
0: the um, I've got a, uh, what I call a, a collection prepper uh, here. I've got the next bullet point collection prepper. I, I started my career at AGC, uh, and, you know, chasing arrears back in the eighties, believe it or not. I know that I know not AGC5, but at AGC, that's right. There was a couple of things that we were told to do. I mean, obviously, you know, pick up the phone, uh, hello Bruce. Uh what's the purpose of the call? The purpose of the call, I'm, I'm calling you because I'm reviewing but today's the first of April. I'm reviewing um our ledger for the end of the month. I've got you down here for two invoices in February, uh $17,050. Um they're, over, they're overdue, and then we used to get taught the thing called the strategic pause, um, which was you just wait, you know, I'm calling you mm-hmm. about those prices. And, and, and then they would, uh, you pause, and then the person would rush, you know, it's natural humanistic, oh yes, I'm gonna pay those next week. And then the next thing that we were taught at AGC was, you've gotta have a date and a payment amount. So if they say I'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay that next week and the figure's $17,000 and 53 cents, it's like, okay, so 17,053 cents, by next friday the 9th yes that's right by all means send it up a follow-up email i think you know maybe three months ago you didn't necessarily you know want to offend people or upset people uh i would be less inclined to be worried about offending people uh you know i think you've got to be fair and firm but you've got to make sure the communications are very clear and then of course the other thing that we were taught is if they promised to pay on the ninth and they didn't pay on the ninth you ring them up again on the tenth it's, it's basic stuff, but but I think that self-preservation has to be the key. It's You know, if, 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 if they're not paying you, that means that, that you can't pay your staff. No matter how much help you get from the government, you still need your yep. collections. What, what do yep. you think?
1: Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, I mean, obviously, obviously collection activity is going uh, through the roof now. I mean, I, I actually saw it last year at the, uh, the AICM conference. I've never seen so many uh, different collection agencies actually at the Australian credit. Uh, management um, scenario that they, they had the, the, the function there every year uh, usually at the, at the Sofitel nationally so you've got you know thousands of businesses there but I've never seen such a representation of collection companies usually there might be one or two in the past and, and all of the banks and what have you might, might be there but I've never seen seven or eight different collection people because I, I, I was quite amazed because yeah,
0: they, uh, they taught us how to collect it's it's not it's yeah. it's not a particularly hard skill. I think it's just communicating clearly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in your office, you may want to have a good cop, bad cop, and get mm-hmm. the bad cop to be the one that makes the collection calls. But it's all about uh, communications, and it's only fair. I, I think the that. other thing is, in this day and age, you've certainly got to consider stopping credit at 60 days or 30 days past terms. You've got to, you've got to consider stopping credit. And some customers, I mean, as someone who makes a living out of uh, charging a fee on invoices, i um, you know, I've got to say sometimes, some customers, you've just got to
1: tell them it's CAD. Mm, mm. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, certainly the uh, the insurers have a quite a generous extension period to a lot of their policies, but um, it, it's, I mean, 30-day into months of standard terms, but the, a lot of the insurers will have an extension period of up, up to 60 days, and we call that the relationship period because, you know, after 31 days into month, they're really testing the relationship for that next 60 days. So, we, um, yeah, so certainly... Um, most of our clients these days are, are certainly putting the hammers on at 45 or uh, I guess there's, there is going to be the exception uh, to the rule and it might be uh, a, you know, a Woolworths or a Coles or, or someone who's a, a very large, uh, I wouldn't like to say the word blue chip anymore because we've had so many blue chip companies fail, but certainly they're probably the only two which people uh, will allow the leash out. I mean, yeah. Myer, My, 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 for example, used to have standard terms if you were with Myer at 90 days into a month and the insurers yeah. endorse that as a, as a standard credit term. So. I guess yeah. applying something that in um, in that particular company, that's a, certainly uh, a long time to get paid. <laughs> well, I think also 60 days has to mean 60 days, and if it is 60 days. But yeah. Certainly,
0: as I said uh, before, securing the perimeter is about looking after your own, and that means uh, looking after your cash flow. And, um, um, you know, it means that uh, you've got to get paid.
1: No, exactly right. Absolutely.
0: All right, Travis, well, thank you very much uh, you. For, for, you. for being on us today. And, Absolutely. Uh, you to everybody uh, who's watched live and for anybody who watches the recording later on Uh, stay tuned for the next one cheers